This episode of the Mountaineer Media Podcast is sponsored by Mr. B, the only potato chip made in the great state of West Virginia. Check out their products in your local grocery store or online at mrb.com. All right, everybody, dear West Virginia, this episode, we are all about loving Dub V in this episode. Oh, did you see what I did there? Hold <laughs> wow. on, we'll get there. We'll get there in just wow. a second. Yeah, more on that in just a second. But thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Mountaineer Media Podcast. CJ Harvey here, Cooper Simmerman. What's happening, Coop? What's happening, man? I'd like I did like what you did there. And that now that uh, you had a little <laughs> light bulb go off when we were talking before this, so now <laughs> and that's then what you that figured it was. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said you know, we always we always go back and forth. It's like, all right, who's starting this episode? Is it me? Is it you? Is it uh, who's starting the interview? Does anybody have any good anything good that the light bulb went off? That was that's what I had there. So yeah, we're all good to go, man. But uh, yeah. Coop, everything good in my world. We just finished this episode up with Huey Mack. Everything good so far. And um, what do you think? Initial thoughts? Because he just dropped this new song that everybody has been in love with the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, if you got, you know, if you're in West Virginia, you've you've heard this song. It's likely that you've heard this song because it's kind of taken over the airways. Uh, Dear West Virginia, Huey Mack featuring Brad Paisley and the West Virginia University Choir, I believe, right, TJ? Yeah, um, yes. The, they're on the track as well. It's, it's a great song. Look, I mean, I, I heard it. I was oh, that's pretty cool. Wow. The whole West Virginia song, everybody gets excited. But then it's like, I think, CJ, you just you hit them up and then, you know, jump on the pod. And then, boom, we had them on. And basically, we reflected on it. We asked him what it was like working with Brad, you know, the inspiration behind it. And he goes into all, um, all sorts of core de- details about it. So, yeah, it was, it was awesome to get him on so closely to when he dropped this awesome new song. Yeah, people were – we kind of get into this during the interview, but when that came out – honestly – he said this in the interview and I was like, well, that was my first thought. I think when he dropped this, people thought he was coming back to West Virginia. He's kind of like asking for forgiveness in this music video and in the song. Um, it, but he's not, he's still living out in Los Angeles right now. We do this episode. We're on the East coast. He's on the West coast. And he's just kind of like getting his day started when we, uh, when we spoke with him. So he's not coming back yet i don't think that means he's not ever coming back to west virginia but yeah great song part of his album the cozy bar out now and we get into a lot of the stuff that he's working on right now in the episode but uh before we get there as always we have so much going on we we wanted to run through uh a couple of things and let's just get right to it the loving wv uh thing that i'd mentioned at the beginning of this episode well cooper you you were the one that tackled this deal and we have a, a new partner with the Mountaineer Media Podcast in Loving Dub V. And if you haven't heard about Loving Dub V, well, listen to Cooper, but then also go look them up too, because they have uh, some sweet, sweet gear that you can find online. The best, like simply the best West Virginia merchandise in, in our opinion, our humble opinion. It is. It's market. the best. I mean, it's it's up there, man. It's, yeah. it's hard to compete with. Great logos and designs. 
Yeah. Sweet logo, sweet design. So yeah, shout out to our boy Evan from Loving Dub V. And you know, we've been big fans of them. They've got, you know, they've got like 35,000 followers on Instagram. Just type in Loving Dub V. You'll you'll find them on there. And if you haven't heard of them, um, and I just like, damn, man, we need to be involved with this because so much of their designs just speak to the culture and the passion of West Virginia and the art and like the beauty of it all. So we kind of just we positioned a deal where it's like, look, we want to we want to showcase your work loving w we love your work uh we want to reward mountaineer media fans as well so we kind of came up with this deal it's where you guys go right now if you go to the website on mountaineermedia.org you go to the shop loving w tab click on right there uh evan has very kindly uh given us a 10 percent discount for mountaineer media fans all you do is you you put your name and your email in there that puts you onto our uh newsletter so we're not going to spam you but we will send you updates blogs you know podcast episodes but that instantly gets you 10 percent off of anything in the loving w store so you know it's today is uh november 2nd so you can start doing some christmas shopping uh maybe hook yourself up um all their designs are very affordable i mean t-shirts are 20 30 dollars stickers all kinds of cool stuff so we're super excited to yeah have this new partnership cj and i think it's just just a continuation of everything we do at Mountaineer Media is that we want to shop local. We want to support West Virginia businesses. And if we keep pumping money, time, effort, energy into things that are inside the state, well, then that can't help but grow and empower the state to prosper as well. So another sweet deal. Shout out, Evan. You're the man. And we're super stoked about this partnership. They have this design on there where it's um, Braxy, the Braxton County monster and Mothman like fighting in space. And that's not like the, that's not all of the vibes of their shirts, but that one really caught my eye when I saw it the first time. Their their stuff is just so unique. It's so different than anything else you can find anywhere in West Virginia. And I mean, how many other places are you going to find Braxy and Mothman going head to head like it's uh, UFC? So um, <laughs> go check it out. If you don't know what I'm talking about, don't make me the weirdo. Please go look at it on their website, lovingwv.com. And make sure before you get there, you go get that 10% disc- discount on our website as well, mountaineermedia.org. So good stuff. Thank you, Evan. We appreciate all that you're doing for West Virginia. Appreciate what you are doing for us. And uh, yeah, we're definitely going to try and help you grow as much as possible. So continuing on more stuff, almost having classic registration continues and more and more teams are signing up for the golf outing Saturday, but there is plenty of room on Friday to come because Friday night is going to be our networking event. President of Marshall University, Bradley Smith, is going to be there. He's one of our speakers on this panel that we are hosting. So uh, this is also an opportunity for a lot of small business owners and just leaders across West Virginia to come meet other West Virginians. And again, that's Friday night. So go get your ticket right now, mountaineermedia.org for Friday. And if you have a golf team that you want to play on Saturday at Canaan, then sign up and get your golf team in there because those things are, are going fast. But um, Cooper, thoughts on the how the AHC is looking? Yeah, guys, look, exciting stuff. I mean, we, you know, we're fully sponsored out. We have so many West Virginia small business sponsors involved in this. But yeah, just a quick clarification point. CJ was talking about Friday. Um, you know, Saturday, it's going to be a golf tournament. If you're a golfer, you know, you're going to have the best time. We're going we're gonna to make sure we make this the, one of the best West Virginia golf tournaments in the state. Uh, but Friday is important because CJ hit on it. Like if you're a business leader or you're like 
trying to start a new organization or you work for you, maybe you don't own or run your organization, but you just want to story tell about your job and your career with that West Virginia. This is the style of event where you're going to literally like shake hands, rub shoulders with people that are, that are looking to partner. They're looking to invest in businesses. They're looking to grow their West Virginia presence. Like that's going to be the vibe of Friday night. You're going to see Brad Smith, the president of Marshall, uh, you know, former fortune 500 CEO. Uh, he's got, you know, all kinds of programs. The ascend West Virginia program. It's bringing a remote workers to West Virginia. So he's clearly a shining example of the, the kind of attitude that we want to set with the event of investing in West Virginia. So come to that. Tickets are $40. That gets you a craft beer on us. That gets you heavy hors d'oeuvres. You can mingle with people, hang out, explore Canaan Valley. We were just up there. It's beautiful. There's horseback riding, bike riding, you know, hiking, sightseeing. There's the golf, obviously. I mean, there's the local cuisine and Davis and Thomas, the Purple Fiddle and art shops. Like there's so much to do. Bring your family. I think a lot of people, CJ, are are making it like a reunion. We got a lot of buddies doing big reunion yep. trips. People yep, are flying yep, yep. in from Florida. They're bringing their family, their spouses. Um, and also an important note that I do want to mention on here. It's like, oh, okay, great. Now I'm going to go to this, but where the heck do I stay? So here's what you're going to do. You go to the website. Again, everything lives on mountaineermedia.org. You can stay at the resort and they've, Canaan Valley's given us a discount code. So you get a discount code, you get a hotel room. I personally stayed in these rooms two and a half weeks ago. They're awesome. They're very much like a Marriott, very nice, clean room. But you're thinking, all right, well, maybe I got a group of people. All right, well, perfect. Canaan has cabins that are literally two minutes from the golf course inside the resort, big private cabins as you can book. Go to our website. I have a direct link right for you right there. And then also, if you're thinking, you know what? I'm big balling. I'm going to make this a vacation. I really want to ball out. Mountaintop Rentals has also given us a 20% discount on their luxury private homes throughout the Thomas and Davis area. So these are not going to be inside the state park itself. These are going to be, if you know the area, Appalachian Highway is that long, straight, beautiful road that runs through Davis and Thomas uh, that connects them into the park these homes are sprinkled throughout there they're giving us 20 percent off all you gotta do is go through the link on our website and then if you go on the dates it should automatically present you with that uh off so bring your whole family bring a crew come to friday come to saturday and uh we think we're gonna have a good ass time in almost heaven yeah it's gonna be perfect it really is so a lot of discounts those are great discounts on hotel reservations or staying at the state park lodge there so yeah Definitely go do that, please. One, one more one more new thing, CJ. Before we get to the episode, we will get you to the episode uh, with Huey Mack. But Amanda Lark, CJ, new blogger. Um, she's a freelance writer. She does a lot of this, but she wanted to come on. She's exploring the history of glass making in West Virginia. Um, and it's much more nuanced than just Blinko glass. A lot of people are familiar with that, but she's going to do a, a multiple part series. Her first blog is up right now. So if you're, if you're interested in West Virginia artistry, you know, craft making, she's got a cool blog kind of walking you through, uh, her perspective of that. And that's up right now. Yeah, well, the glass has such a long, deep history in West Virginia. I mean, maybe it's not as well documented as coal's history in West Virginia, but coal, glass, salt, steel, those are um, some major, major products that West Virginia shipped out over, you know, it's 150 plus years as a state. So, um, yeah, definitely go check that out. That is a great story on our website right now. Uh, two other tidbits. One, the McClumsy apparel giveaway is still going on over on our website, mountaineermedia.org. You've got, well, when this comes out, you've got two more days to go <laughs> do it. So hurry up and go do that if you haven't yet. Um, McClumsy is an awesome, um, another apparel 
um, distributor in West Virginia. We've got a cool hat and uh, this awesome stainless steel water bottle that uh, you can win for free. Just go sign up again on our website. And then if you made it to our Five Street Brewing event in Charleston and you were there and you hung out with us, you might be on uh we might have captured you on camera we had a floating we had a floating photographer that night jake ruddle from rud shots shout out to jake and thank you for doing all of that those photos are over on our website and if you were there you might just be on camera so go check it out and see if we uh we snapped you anyway all right coop let's do it let's get to this episode does not always shine in West Virginia, but the people always do. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Mountaineer Media Podcast. CJ Harvey here, Cooper Zimmerman with me as always. And today we got another special, special guest, Huey Mack. Huey, man, thank you. Good morning. Your Pacific Coast time. How are you? Thanks for, for jumping on. I'm good, man. I went to a late movie last night, so I, I stayed out till like two. But I'm uh I'm good, man. What'd you what's say? in yeah? What's By the in way, the uh, Cooper, bro, yeah. the background is hilarious. I love it. <laughs> you like that, man? Yeah. CJ's in the car, so people are listening at home. Obviously, CJ's <laughs> in the backseat of his car. I got my little. This is Canaan Valley. I like to just always like mentally be here, so it's like my little like uh, oasis in my background. <laughs> love that. Um, I saw the movie Smile last night. Was, oh god is that creepy man it looked like I'm bro like, that it can i cuss on here oh yeah I'm, 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 okay yeah bro that shit creeped me the fuck out <laughs> dude i'm telling you man it it looks like because they did that whole marketing campaign where they're like smiling behind like real you know like in nah, real yeah. life events, it was like, it was one of the first times where i got i got back to my place after and i was like looking around like <laughs> <laughs> Hearing the baseball yeah. bat. That's how the watch. If you guys have seen the watchers on Netflix, I literally, me and my fiance had like stopped watching it because it's like it creeps me out. Man. It's like creepy. my worst nightmare. It's like somebody peeping in my window, and it's like that show's like creepy, man. Or like being in your house. Like right. the, we we watched the first two episodes, and the the dude was in the dumb waiter, and we were like, hell no, we're saying, done with man. this. <laughs> we're we're done. Um, I'm, I'm I'm good. I I love horror in October, but that's like it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So, so yeah. There's some spirit to it yeah. like, you know, right after spirit. that straight christmas yeah. <laughs> everything after that um well cool man yeah like we said thanks for jumping on with us obviously you are getting a lot of attention especially from west virginia right now um we the it's not gonna be the only thing that we talk about but you know you dropped the song in the video dear oh, west virginia featuring brad paisley and the the wvu choir which is actually a really cool angle and maybe you can touch on that in a little bit but just uh start with like why the video and, and the song and and uh clearly west virginia still has a special special place in your heart even though you're living on the west coast kind of like you said yeah uh, i mean so i actually wrote that chorus uh seven years ago um right when i moved to la i don't i don't really know it was like kind of a hip-hop thing and i was like oh this ain't working and I had one of my buddies who I grew up with sing it originally. And he goes by Charles Wesley Godwin, if you guys have heard of him. Um, and he sang it and it just wasn't working and I forgot about it. And I started learning guitar over quarantine. 
And I just refound this old thing that I did called Dear West Virginia, the chorus. And I was seeing this girl at this. <laughs> I was seeing this girl uh, over quarantine and I was like, hey, what do you think of this? And I played it for her and she was like, oh, that's amazing. She was like, <laughs> what she, she's like, I'd actually listen to that. She was fucking with me. <laughs> Damn. And so so naturally, the, the next the next day, I went straight to the studio. Um, no, nah, but I went and I played it for my engineer and uh, my guitar player. And I was like, what do you guys think of that? And they're like, this is probably the the coolest chorus you've ever written. And I was like, all right, fuck it. I guess we're making this song. So we made it that day. And it was just kind of where I was at. And like with the verses, it was just kind of where I was at with quarantine. And like, it's kind of yeah. like also about me and my, my whole life, not so much just about the state. So it just kind of hit what touched on like that. And uh, bro, I remember like, can you guys hear that weed? whacking or whatever's going on by the way it's not too bad yeah it's okay. not bad they always do this at the wrong times um now i remember sitting in the back of the uber and i was like oh wow this is like i was heading home from the studio after i made it because i wrote it in probably like about an hour and it was just this acoustic version and i remember being in the back of an uber and i was like holy shit and I like as song. a songwriter like there's a few you know you write hundreds of songs but then some like it's very rare to be like oh wow like i got something yeah like not like oh this is fun this is tight like to literally be like oh my god like this is powerful and then i think maybe the next day i was just like i need brad paisley on this <laughs> Uh, guys, I, I'm just like eccentric in that way. Like, I don't know Brad Paisley. We never uh, had any history. And I was just like, I need Brad Paisley on this. So I text my manager and I was like, can we get this to Brad Paisley? And he's like, yeah, I'll get it to his manager. And then <laughs> we, he was like, I can guarantee he'll hear it, but I can't guarantee he'll do it. And I was like, don't worry if he hears it, he'll do it. Yeah. I got, I don't know. I just had this weird feeling. And sure enough, like a week later, he was like, um, yeah, I'd love to do it. That's wow. wild. How's that come yeah, through? Yeah. That you get a text, you get a call. You're probably like hype as hell when that came through. Nah, I got an email. Um, an email. Yeah, I was I was uh, pretty excited. Mainly, I think my friends are like, dude, you have the funniest list of collaborators ever. It's like Akon, Twista, <laughs> <laughs> Brad Paisley. <laughs> it, like makes no sense on paper um yeah so i he didn't send over his vocals for about seven months which gave me um we were in the middle of quarantine or it was like late quarantine and all that but it gave me time to produce it out and i already pretty much had a full version and one day we were sitting uh working on it and i was like this feels like it should have a choir on it and my engineer was like why don't you just ask the west virginia university choir and i was like oh shit that's like such a good idea perfect and i and i was like well i don't know anybody there so i just found the wvu choir on twitter and i just tweeted them <laughs> and and the wow. next day i was on the phone with the choir director and wow. yeah dude i mean it's well first of all yeah it's an amazing song the cozy bars the new album that's out i just had mm. some time i was driving I actually listened to it through and through it's amazing man i like it oh, um, thank you 
Absolutely, man. But what my point was that it's kind of similar a little bit that we started this, like this is not our full-time job, this podcast, but we, in the the beginning of quarantine, we kind of like had this, like, I think it just forced everybody to be like reflective and like, just like value family and like, you know, your home, your mom, your dad, like you're thinking about like different things like that. And then we were like, like, won't well, we just start a, con- a podcast about West Virginia? And then it's just mm-hmm. from there, it's kind of taken off. So do you feel like it was like, you know, maybe the quarantine, you were just like, it was a little bit therapeutic. It was just kind of like a longing to like a reflection point in your career. And that's what kind of maybe like kickstarted off. Cause that's kind of what it felt like for us with the podcast, but it almost hearing you kind of re walk us through it kind of feels like the same way for you. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent, like one, I'm, I'm, when you look back on that time and how chaotic it kind of all was like, I would have never picked up a guitar had I not had that time to do it. I would have yeah. never, tried to make this song like i rapped my whole life like i I didn't really sing like that i wouldn't have taken that that risk but uh for your question for like bob tonnell who directed the video when we were um he also did this movie about west virginia called feast of the seven fishes if you guys have ever heard of it you know you check it out um it's really good actually pretty stacked cast um but he said probably the best thing he said this is the kind of song you can only write when you're not there like the way you romanticize a place or or people um you can't do this while you're like there you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i always thought that was like pretty true to it but yeah definitely during that time like you're just sitting alone like i live alone so it's like yeah, I was sitting there for 24 hours. That's all you can think about. Yeah, alone, yeah, yeah. Bro. Like, <laughs> the world's falling apart. It's like, God damn, this might be it. I just need to like think yeah, about yeah. my life here. <laughs> like, uh, and, and then, like, I mean, when you write a song, like, I, <laughs> a lot of people are like, damn, does this mean like you're coming back home? It sounds like a pretty sad. Yeah, that's I'm what like, it felt like. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, but like when you write a song, it's like, that's how I felt that day. And it's not like always how I feel if, mm-hmm. not to take away from the fact that I love West Virginia, but I also enjoy my life here. It's not like California, some place that I hate living in, but right. it's, it's also like, that's how I feel. Sometimes I don't feel, you know, completely that way the other days, you know? Well, I think, I think it's like, I've said this before. I think being a West Virginian is like this paradoxical experience where it's like you, you know, objectively that there could be, and there definitely are advantages to living in bigger cities, New York, DC, LA, you know, Texas, people go to Austin, people go to Charlotte a lot from West Virginia, but like, but at the same time, nothing kind of quite feels like being home and you kind of long for that. And if you look at the comments on your YouTube video, like you, you kind of like every, you almost captured that four people. It's like mm-hmm. that similar feeling of like, man, like, like I kind of in the same boat, like maybe they have a different journey. They were something, you know, maybe they were just like a CPA, but like they wanted to work at a big four firm for Deloitte. Yeah. They couldn't do it in Charleston, but they felt like if they went to Charlotte, they could do it. But then in the back of their head, it's like, I should be, maybe, you know, I want to go home or I still have that identity in me. Um, I think that's cool for young people. I think like I live outside, I live in West Virginia, but it's like you said, the guy said the you couldn't write that unless you were out of the state. I almost think it's for young people living outside of West Virginia specifically kind of forces you to like grapple with who you are, what you stand for, what you believe in. And then it almost, you kind of maybe are like, you were blind to things that you didn't know about when you were in the state, if that makes sense. So I I kind of can see that. Yeah. I mean, 
No, I think you got it. I got nothing yeah. to add to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got this line in the uh towards the end of the video, it says, uh, everybody has a West Virginia, this is mine. Um, you know, maybe you could even explain like what does that mean? You wrote this so, song about West Virginia. Well, the video for me, so we knew the record label, Brad's record label wasn't gonna allow us to use him. Um uh, just record label politics and whatnot. Sure. And I'm I'm a rapper. I don't think they want. <laughs> I think he cleared the song for me, mm-hmm. like because he did that. But I don't think the higher ups really wanted it to happen. Um, based on my knowledge, I don't even know if I should say that, but eh, who gives a fuck? Um, but he was gracious enough to do that. But I knew he wasn't going to be allowed to be using the video. That they didn't give us the rights for that. So I thought about it and I was very adamant that we didn't do what everybody does about West Virginia and just go, oh, we've got beautiful hills and mountains. Mm -hmm. Because one, I want this song to be larger than just people in West Virginia. Like I'd like it to connect to people everywhere. So my thought was I want to show the people and the places that actually mean something to me, opposed to just going to New River Gorge and being like, look, we're beautiful. Uh, Because I wanted some kid in fucking Nebraska to be like, I relate to that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. So when I say the line, everybody has a West Virginia, it was was me saying like, we're the same as, like, no matter where you are, you know what I mean? And like, this is my place you know yeah well that was that that was the whole thought process behind that i think uh what kind of resonates with that it's like you know why country roads everybody loves country roads worldwide it's like because it resonates to their home like you it's like Mm -hmm. take me home country roads fill in the blank yeah the words are west virginia but it's like and it's just a bop but yeah yeah. it is it's a major bop yeah it's a real bop but i I like your song too and the fact that I think it's also written in a very similar style, like what what you just said. It's uh, you know, a guy in Nebraska can sing that, but he's thinking about his home in Nebraska. It's mm-hmm. like uh, underline West Virginia and just exchange it with Nebraska. The song might say West Virginia, but it's about home. And so, yeah, man, not to compare your song to Country Roads. I I am doing that, but yeah, like I think it's written a similar way, and I love that. And I I think you're right. People everywhere can. It's very relatable. It's a very relatable yeah. I went down a I went down a Facebook thread about it, which you should just never do. <laughs> yeah, and, don't read the comments. Facebook. Don't yeah. read the comments. Uh, no, nah, Facebook's just a wild place, man. But <laughs> no, nah, I saw people like mad that I didn't uh, show off the actual place, and I was like, they just completely missed what missed the, the point. idea of it. Yeah, I, yeah. But I I see how you're saying because it reminds me of a song, you know, the house that built me by Miranda. I think Lambert's her name. It's like uh, she's talking about like her like childhood home or whatnot. But like my mom always gets like emotional listening to that song because it's like she pictures going back to her like grandma's house in like Mountainsville, mm-hmm. West Virginia. So it, it's almost like you're like allowing people the like vehicle yeah. to like reflect yeah, on their life, exactly. if you will. Exactly. Yeah. And like, look, West Virginia doesn't always have the most positive uh, connotations to it from outside people. So I was just like, let me mm-hmm. show people like I. I purposely picked um, kind of every every type of person that was in, in the video mm-hmm. to to just show how diverse, at least where I'm from, was. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's almost like this uh, a little renaissance of West Virginia going on right now. And I don't know if it's because COVID made everybody miss home or if it's just like the day and age. And maybe West Virginia has been in the news a little bit more nationally. But it, it feels like people are talking about West Virginia, not just like in the news, but like you, you wrote this song. And even like a guy like D.Y., who's from Charleston, yeah. you know, he's been talking a lot about West Virginia and coming home. And, you know, he's written several songs about coming back. And he and he was in L.A. too for a little bit. So mm-hmm. like uh, he actually not, was here two days ago. That's funny, it? man. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a cool one. We we have not had him on the podcast here, but a lot of mutual friends with DY and and um Dave yeah. go back years. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, like that, why do you think that there is like this uh, almost a renaissance of of West Virginia right now, or is it just like people are just actually missing home? Uh I feel like me and Dave uh, just for, we've always done that in our music, um, but I feel like we are both hitting some strings with what we're doing now. So maybe that, yeah, maybe yeah, West Virginia's hot. Or maybe we just need something because the sports are so bad. <laughs> maybe <laughs> people just need one. something Come new on. to latch on to. All right, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on the spot here. Are you, do you keep Neil Brown or do you let him go? Or are you, where's your heart right now? Because I'm sure you've uh, been watching honestly, the games. I don't think anybody would want to um, – God, I hope nobody uses this as anything – uh, <laughs> I think it's a tough decision because one, look, we got to start back from scratch if we fire the dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Point blank. Like what yep. we gave four years and now we got to restart. Like that's a tough decision, but also we're fucking three and three. Like, right. I, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm mad too. I hate watching it. Yeah. It's like, like the, the classic it's, thing it, where it's like, it's we'll way more complicated than, you know, Twitter and the <laughs> it's like twenty million dollars. Very complicated. <laughs> nah, money aside, I mean, just like, all right, we fire him. We're still four years from being decent again because we got to restart. Start over. Yeah, it's like it's just way more complicated than hashtag fire Neil Brown or whatever people yeah. want to do. There's a funny meme where it's like a circle. It's like this time of year, everyone starts saying, well, at least there's like basketball's coming up. And then like, yeah, it's exactly. kinda like, it just kind of rotates back and forth. That's just like West Virginia sports. It kind of just, they take us on a, a heartbreak yeah. and a, yeah. like a loop. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think people are discounting how much the NIL changed. Right. Changed sure. everything. Yeah. And made, I, it, I, I, made it much more difficult for West Virginia to mm-hmm. get there. And I, I mm-hmm. think WVU has done a pretty good job of like giving the guys that are good and, and recognizable, like connecting them with NIL stuff. Like, I I don't think it's like West Virginia is not like the lame duck. I mean, they're not Alabama. They're not Georgia. Yeah. But when you're, when you're 17, 18 years old, yeah, it's like, we're, yeah, we're good. You're not thinking like I can still make it happen at West Virginia. You're thinking, where can I get the most? Yeah. No, you're right. I, I hope they I, I hope they keep Neil for the rest of the season. After that, it's hard to say what's going to happen. I mean, but... I don't think they're going to fire him now, but... Yeah, I think that would yeah. be a mistake. I think that would be a mistake. Yeah, there's definitely going to be some... I don't know. Yeah, I don't Who know knows? <laughs> At least Who you get knows, to watch man. the games, man, yeah. <laughs> nah, college football sucks for me. Waking up at 9 a.m. on a Saturday... True. <laughs> yeah, that TCU game, top five, top ten team coming to Morgantown. You got to get your ass up at nine a.m. to watch it. <laughs> I was gonna fly in, but I was like, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, bummer. Well, I think social media too, like how 
quickly like throughout your musical career did you kind of realize like hey this is like a direct connection with my fan like the interaction the back and forth like i mean you know you've got quite the following like on instagram and twitter and whatnot like how has that kind of been is that rewarding as an artist to kind of be like yo I'm, i can deliver this like directly to you guys like unfiltered right from me like is that was that like a early thought when, you, when you've been you know you've been grinding for a decade and a half now with music like or did it just kind of fall the following kind of came after you know more and more music and let that lead um no, it, it is. It's like that's the only way I knew how. Right. Because this is like when I started, it was 2010 in West Virginia. What other way was there ever going to be for me to put music out than just put it on the Internet? Yeah. And and social media was starting like I hit right at the right time and it kind of worked immediately. And for me, it was just like that's the only way I knew how. And then when it gets into this other shit, like uh, we got a, you know, radio campaigns and all this other shit, I'm like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. What does matter is having a genuine relationship. Like the Dear West Virginia video, we didn't even run ads on until I think we just started running like Facebook ads and stuff. But like, I just posted it once on fucking Facebook and it took off. Takes off, yeah. I like walk away from my computer and I come back an hour later and I'm like, oh, so that hit a little harder than I was yeah. thinking. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I also think people like there are artists that you've never heard of that can sell a thousand tickets in any market touring wise. But there's artists that you hear like on the radio or through that that way that can't sell 50 tickets. So it's just like you have a more authentic connection with people, I, I think. Wow. Yeah, that's very interesting. Can you take us back and, you know, impart Dear West Virginia? And, and anytime you mention West Virginia, people just, like, get excited because they're from West Virginia. You're mm-hmm. from Morgantown area. Like, take us back to almost where you established the roots. Do you remember some of the early places that you, you know, performed, some of those early connections that you made in West Virginia that maybe propelled you to where you're at now? Uh, I mean, did yeah, you pop, perform on pop quiz? Yeah, High pop street. quiz. <laughs> did y'all go to WVU? Yeah, yeah, we did. We were roommates five yeah. years. So here, how yeah. old are you guys? Twenty. We graduated. By the way, uh, I can't 17. get off this without telling you. You sound like Hank Hill. CJ. <laughs> how are you? Me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> over over Zoom, you do. Yeah, um, hey, I'll take that. You might start singing. Yeah. <laughs> What's the dude from uh oh yeah it is Hank Hill. King of the Hill? King of the Hill, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, look this, I'm not, this you, guy up now. Yeah, I'm like, mistake too. You don't know too. what Hank Hill sounds like. <laughs> oh <laughs> from, from the, oh the that Hill. dude. Oh yeah, geez. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like Bobby, damn it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, that sounded like you could have been on the show, bro. Oh, oh shit, shit, that's so funny. What was anyway. the beer that he drank in that? It wasn't Duff. That was Sim- The Simpsons. Sorry. That show yeah, was pretty but... funny. That show was funny. Yeah, yeah. King of the Hill is funny. Uh, <laughs> that was the funniest thing. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, um, so, we, yeah, we were Morgantown guys. Went to, we lived in Sunnyside, you know around high street whole deal do you ever so, did you perform on high street and stuff like trying to like when you were through there thinking like i mean all these places have changed names a hundred times but <laughs> it changed every every class every every yeah. couple of years 
So there was this spot called Karma that I think went to Lux. Mm. You remember under Lux? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. I remember, but it was called Karma when I was a freshman. I remember doing a show there. Uh, Joe Mamas, which was called the Lazy Lizard at the time, I did a show there. Uh, one, two, three. I did a bunch. Um, yeah, just kind of anywhere I would be taken, and that was like a lot of the first year. Like, I mean, I I did a lot of shows with like Mac Miller. And, yeah, and in like Pennsylvania, where there were like ten people for us, and and that was like basically from eighteen to twenty. How that how that was? Do you remember like when you first were you fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen? I want to say I, I wrote my first rap at like twelve, but it was more just like six years of just doing it, and then when I was eighteen. I actually went into a studio and like I saved up a bunch of money working at uh, the Carvel ice cream on high street. And I went to the studio and I recorded like my first thing. And that happened to be like, it just took off on the internet, like immediately, oddly enough. Wow. That's pretty cool. Tell me uh, a little bit about your relationship with uh, Mac Miller. Rest in peace. You know, um, how close were you with him? Sounds like early on, you guys were kind of, you were tight. We were funny. At the beginning. Um, Frenemies? Is like, that what you said? I, yeah. Like, there was always, like, a, a, a friendliness to us, but, like, there was also a um, little competitive nature. Uh, it's funny. His manager, Q, just texted me while we were on here. But, um, yeah, like, I met Mac Miller my first time in the studio because I saw Wiz Khalifa tweet, check out my studio, or my my people, uh, you can book time or whatever. And it was in Pittsburgh, and I was like, well, I don't know any high quality in West Virginia. And it was, like, super cheap, like $35 an hour at the time. And I went there, and Mac Miller walks in, and he's, like, in a beater, and the engineer was, like, making fun of him and introduced me to him. And then, like, probably a year later, he took the fuck off um, Mm -hmm. from that. But we... I don't know. We played a lot of shows together. He was always super friendly to me. And then, you know, his career did did what it did. And then towards the end of his life, we've always had like a lot of close friends. Like I'm, I'm friends with a lot of people in his camp. We would run into each other a lot. Like I would see him out a lot. And uh, yeah, it was always friendly. and It was cool. Um, yeah. yeah. Let me ask you another question since we're kind of on the topic is – when you're living in LA, um, the joke in li- living in West Virginia, it's like oh, you yo, can't yo, go anywhere without seeing hear, anybody. Y'all, y'all want to hear a crazy Mac Miller story, actually? Yeah, yeah. please. Um, I went into him. This was probably five years ago. Uh, we went to see the same movie uh, in Santa Monica out here. Equalizer, the Equalizer, I think. Whatever that came out. Somebody pulled a gun out in the theater. While we were both in there, Holy and shit. I'll never forget that. And we were standing outside afterwards. <laughs> and the cops, they didn't shoot anybody, but they pulled out a gun. I don't know what the the idea was, but everybody stampeded out of the theater. It was wild. And I, I'll never forget just talking to him outside of there, just being like, dude, what the fuck just happened, man? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing else mattered. It was like, didn't yeah. matter. Careers, like, y'all just got to go. Cops were there, and we were just <laughs> like, bro, what? <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, so kind of, again, piggybacking off that, like when you think about Los Angeles, is it a big city or is it a small city? Do you run into people often it's or the biggest small town in the world? There you go. Yeah. But I'm also very, um, connected like through music. Like I've, I've been here for seven years. Like I know that whole, like my age of people mm-hmm. who do what I do. So I also, it's, you know, we hang at the same spots and stuff, but it is honestly like the biggest small town in the world. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like West Virginia. I mean, not yeah, dissimilar yeah. to a big state, you know, pretty spread out. I mean, we're at one point, whatever, six, seven million people, but it's big enough to where you can move around. But also it's like, you feel like, you know, everybody in a, in a weird yeah. way. Yeah. You could be in freaking Elkins and see somebody. You could be in Southern West Virginia and see somebody that, you know, like it doesn't matter on any given day. It doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. what town you're in. You can always <laughs> see somebody, but. That's yeah, what, exactly. It kind of sounds like LA is the same way, like Santa Monica, LA, you know, mm. you're bound to run into somebody. A little yeah, better weather, sure. probably. A little better. Is there, um, is there like a secret <laughs> to success in Los Angeles? Because everybody, everybody wants to go to New York, LA to make it big. Like, what's the secret to living in a big, the biggest small city? Um, I don't think there's a secret to anything anymore. I think anybody can do things their own way. I'm just like a, maybe because I party a lot but i'm like i i just have really good connections with people so like even the brad paisley thing like it was somebody i hadn't spoke to in five years who's now managing me again i was just like yo can you i knew he could get it through so i was just like yo can you get this through for me and and somebody was like yeah but i think the key is just like to have good relationships with people and don't ask too many favors (laughs) yeah but always be there if somebody needs help you know like i'll always help somebody out but i'll be a little reluctant to ask for help in in certain situations but you know most people are are open to doing that for you yeah yeah don't don't abuse it i mean what in the i don't know if you or you didn't know if you signed up for a therapy session today but it's kind of how we like to roll in this try to have these authentic conversations so i I do i want to extract something because i think there's a valuable lesson there for our listeners that you said when you and mac were performing there's like 10 people in the crowd right but but in your mind you're like man i know like i love this music stuff like i I feel like i can make it like what what did you lean on to feel like okay this was worth it like how do i build momentum this is going to be you know i'm going to one day there's going to be 5,000 people watching me. Like, do you feel like you have any underlying like principles or thing that you kind of just like what it grounded you to keep grinding and, you know, have the success that you have now? I would never say that those times like there, even if there are 25 people or whatever it was for like Mm -hmm. me, Mac Miller, that first show I ever did, there's such an arrogance to it. If you're putting yourself out there, it's, I've never been in front of anybody. 25 people to me is a lot of people yeah. watching me do that. So like there was never a, this is mm. terrible. Nobody's here. It was like, it was always like, this is awesome. Yeah. I mean, there were certainly times where it was like, oh man, this is, this is bad. Like I remember I, I would always get billed as like uh, the white rapper, like when college people do fall fests and stuff. Right. Um, other colleges, like I would get booked as like the white rapper, but it would be like me, YG, Walk a Flock of Flame, and other people. And like, there would be times where I'd be like in an arena with like fifteen thousand people, and maybe four hundred were there for me. Maybe right. maybe five hundred were excited to see me, and the rest weren't. 
and you just literally just get stared at for like 45 minutes like i remember i did one with waka somewhere and i swear to god it was the worst hour of my life like <laughs> i was up there and i was like they're not there's like deadpan looking at you they're <laughs> like... not they don't want this at all <laughs> uh those times were a little tough um but but they were also fun like i got so many stories with like Waka Flocko, fucking one of the funniest dudes in the world. It was yeah. one of the most fun nights I've ever had. But like that, that show was fucking. I'll never forget just like being like, "Oh, this is going very badly." <laughs> oh, now hey, you know what though, like the, the other, yeah, and the other side of that too is you never know who you're gonna your first impression of somebody, right? Like somebody mm. might have heard that there might have been five hundred there for you, but then like the five hundred first. Would have been like, damn, this huge dude's pretty good. You never know. So like, yeah, you never, you never know. And and then maybe that turned them on. So it, or a lifelong fan is hurt. one of those four hundred people, and now they're listening to you. Now they're like, shit, this has come along. You know, it's what a journey yeah. we've been. They feel yeah. like they've been on a journey with you together or something. Who knows? Yeah. But... yeah. So, um, yeah, man. No, well, we we love what you're doing. I, uh, going back to a couple things, um, to to kind of pitch some of the stuff that you're doing. Uh, you got the new album out, the cozy bar. Go listen to it. Go buy it. You also have a podcast, Halfway Wholesome, and you've had some pretty cool guests. Uh, mm. Obviously, I think you're like 14 or 15 episodes in, or yeah, we had to take a break while I was finishing the album because it was that was a little too Thanks. active. But yeah, yeah, you had George Niang, who actually yeah. has been to West Virginia because he mm-hmm. played at Iowa State. You know, basketball. Nah, he used to call me and <laughs> never mind when when he was at, when he would play West Virginia, he would call me. Yeah, uh, so you guys have been tight for a while, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, That's cool. Dating back to college days, yeah. and then I live, I live out here, and all my friends are Iowa State kids who know him. So it's like, just been this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He balled. Uh, Glenny Balls from Barstool. You kind of yeah. did like an outdoor episode too. So like, with, oh, with Glenny Balls, really? Yeah, cool. yeah. So yeah, Glenny, uh, Glenny's like one of my best friends. No That's shit. That's cool, really? man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you do the podcast right. Like here we are. Uh, Cooper's doing his thing in his office, I think, with the backdrop. I'm in a fucking car. Y- y'all are actually on site. You're sitting down on a couch or you're drinking something, hanging out outside. Like, I well, think like, that, look, man, that's I what we in, want to do, but I we can't just Los quite Angeles. do it. People come to me. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, true. People are out here. True enough. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, man, we uh, we we appreciate everything that you're doing right now. Actually, I, I do want to throw this out there. Whether Neil Brown or not makes it throughout the year, I don't know, but. uh Somebody that you had in that video, Clint Trickett, man, maybe one of these days, he's the he's in charge at West Virginia, man. We're I wouldn't be mad about it. No, Clint, not at all. Clint, I was just DMing uh, on Twitter, actually. Yeah, Clint, Clint Trickett's at Marshall and, and we were in college when Clint was playing quarterback. Our first mm-hmm. two years, Clint was the quarterback. So we we Clint, know we got fond memories. Clint has been my best friend since middle school. Yeah, I love that. His mom carpooled us to to school every day um south middle school shout out south um so dude i hope he does we'll see because yeah. my man is the best he's well on his way man and talk about some dudes that he's worked for he worked for lane kiffin at fau he's working for charles huff now <laughs> i mean he's got yeah. some he's, he's been around some best, characters yeah. Yeah, i mean man. bro bro he's fucking 31 years old and he's an offensive coordinator yeah a coordinator at a d1 college like yeah exactly yeah and and not just that but he's had some you know this year he's he's got the number two leading rusher in the country in Kalan Laybourne. 
So anyway, uh, man, yeah, like his his trajectory is going up too, man. So it's uh, you love to no, see. No, I, West I Virginia think I tweeted it. I tweeted it the other day. I was like, I never thought I'd root, be rooting for Marshall through all yeah. season until this year. But like yeah. our group chats, like with all our boys, that just we watch every game and shit. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. I never thought I'd be in a position where I'm watching Marshall games. Yeah, well, then they beat Notre Dame. I'm sure Clint felt like he was on oh top of the world. Oh, my God. That, <laughs> that was awesome. cool. That was sweet. That was sweet. West Virginia was, like, proud on that for yeah, sure. Yeah, the entire state. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, we we'll right. do that. Yeah, man. Well, we're rooting for you, too. Same, the, the entire state of West Virginia, all 1.7 or 1.8 million of us here right now, man. We we uh, appreciate everything that you're doing. Keep holding um, West Virginia down, and thank you. I'm glad you guys like it. Appreciate yeah. you having me.